Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman. We're here for another Steelers preview. It wouldn't be a Thursday without me saying, oh, you know what, right before when I hit the wrong button. But we're here. We're live on a lot of different networks and platforms. Joining me as always, Brian Davis and Dave Schofield. What's up, Brian? How are you? Oh, man, I tell you what. Sure, we're coming close to the draft, but it's it's beautiful. The weather is amazing outside. I just ate outside uh, 20 minutes ago. It, it, it just seems seems like it's coming and you know summer's coming but with that is training camp and everything and then all the big Steeler stuff is right around the corner the season starts now boys Dave Schofield what's up not much it's just kind of tough when you're the guy in charge of the music and someone else hits the button (laughs) (laughs) but we we're here we're ready to roll let's do this at least we're laughing yeah hey we played it off well I thought no no one would know but so hey you know uh, I'm one of the few guys that I don't want to rush away the, the year. Like I'm excited for football as much as anyone else, but I, you know, Brian's talking about next, you know, the training camp's like, ah, let's just, let's just enjoy the draft. We'll see what it happens. True. Um, got a couple weeks left for that. And the Steelers continue to make moves and that's both in addition and subtraction. I want to get your all's thoughts on Jameer Jones. This is something I know they talked about it last night on the curtain call. That was Jeffrey Benedict and Shannon white. 
but this is just a weird move for me. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Try to make it make sense, Brian. What's going on? <laughs> You're asking me to make anything make sense? Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe something's on the horizon. And that's that's something that I always try not to do. I, I don't try to... Uh, you know, make up scenarios like, Hey, uh, like, like Dave did on our Slack channel, maybe, uh, somebody else wants number 48 and they're going <laughs> to open it up for him, which I laugh. Cause I'm like, Hey, actually I, they might be right, but no, <laughs> you know, but you know, may, and then there's everybody and you saw he's on the, the Steelers are on the top five list now for Devin white in speculation, mm. you know, you know, so there's so many things like that, that, that makes you wonder. Uh, but the bottom line to the whole thing to me is that just didn't fit in the Steelers plans. Like he did not fit in their plans when they let him go. Dave, what are your thoughts on that? Jameer Jones release. You wrote the article for the website. Yeah, I did that kind of as much as when I because I put in the comments of the article as well. There's no way I was putting the article. So I was kind of joking. I'm like, well, you know, if someone else wants 48 and the guy won't give it up, you just release it. But that that really that that that's funny. But that's not true. That's that's not no. how the Pittsburgh Steelers operate. There's I am in no way saying that in a serious tone. The one thing I considered, the only thing that I could think of that really made sense other than either him wanting to leave or there was there's something going on behind the scenes that they're like we need to cut ties you know that we that hasn't come out yet um was maybe he wanted to play in the USFL but they're out, they're starting this weekend aren't they or something yeah. so it would be kind of late in the game for him to jump on board there but thinking you know maybe I could go and play there and up my stock or something but then when I I didn't know anything about I had to look that up specifically when the USFL was starting to even know because I could not care less so um but that's that was the only thing it just it really doesn't make sense you know how much they saved in the salary cap from that cut nothing that would be zero dollars <laughs> I, I win because yes. he, he and because <laughs> jameer jones was an exclusive rights free agent so he was a free agent but he could only sign back with the steelers and if they wanted him back and they signed him back and then now they don't and they're kind of thin at that position and it doesn't save any money on the cap. It it it's a head scratcher. Dave, I don't know if you know the answer to this question. Are are the Steelers at their ninety man limit? No. How many are on? Was the in the roster? article? I put that in the article. How many uh, do they have currently on the roster? I'm pretty sure because depending on the various places I look, that actually numbers them. Um, they they some of them still don't have the um, uh, Watts. But they also okay. still have Jones, so I think that number—it's it, within one or two, or it's within one, one way or the other—is sixty-eight. That's what Cherry Richard said in the live eight. chat. Yeah, sixty-eight. So I mean, my goodness, think of that. They're still one player short of what they could have to fill up their roster and the practice squad. Yeah. Now, granted, they're going to have people from the draft that are going to be sticking around, but my goodness, they've got twenty-two spots. Twenty. Two spots between the draft and undrafted free agents, and then if they want to sign anyone else, they're usually much more full than this. Yeah, and and that that kind of debunks, in my opinion, the whole narrative of oh, they're going to bring back Bud Dupree. 
you have 68 players on the roster. You could bring back Bud Dupree. Like <laughs> Dave said, it does nothing for the salary cap. Like th- that's not the reason there's gotta be something else. And you know, there's probably a lot of people that are within the organization that didn't even know what's going on. Maybe it was something behind closed doors. Maybe Jameer Jones wanted to be released. Maybe like Dave said, maybe something happened off the field. Who knows? But I will say this. The outside linebacker depth is uh, not good. I mean, you're talking Quincy Roche at this point, Brian. Uh, Not to draw those hasty conclusions to the NFL draft, but in terms of team needs, where do you put edge rusher on that list? You know, a lot of people are talking right now that edge rusher is even more important than offensive tackle. Now, it depends regionally where you're at. It's funny because... All the national guys think that all the Steelers need is an offensive tackle and nothing else because they look at team needs and they're like, okay, we're just going to go with this narrative. But we know here in Pittsburgh the or wherever we are, if you're following us on Steel Curtain Network, we all know exactly that there's so many more needs than just one. And they're going to go, they're actually going to go with whatever works for them right now and what is the best case scenario for them at that point. And there's so many different guys that they could go with. You know, the, let me rephrase that. There's so many more different positions that they could go with and everybody be happy. Nobody's going to be really upset if they get a stud edge rusher in the first round and figure it out because they have guys slotted already in the fourth round who could be good i've seen recently a defensive end that they can probably get at number 80 that's getting a lot of steam and he's one of those guys that had a visit so with all of that you you know really bpa and i know that's kind of a a dave schofield answer but you know the best player that's going to fit what they're going to be doing in the future is probably where they're going to go but one of the more glaring needs now is probably edge rusher Well, let me ask you this simple question, Brian, before I throw it over to Dave. Let's say the Steelers were to spend a day one or day two pick on an edge rusher. Does that in any way maybe show their hand at how they view Alex Highsmith? No, not at all. Okay, so even though he's going in the final year, everyone thinks he's going to get extended. How much money do you want to tie up into that position? You don't think it plays a role at all? Because anything can happen. You can, I mean... Nobody expected on uh, the celebration after beating the Bengals on week one to be just moribund because everybody was more ups- uh, less excited about the win and uh, and uh, more upset about losing TJ Watt. And that happens and that changes things in an instant. I think right now you uh, you go ahead and bring somebody in as a project because guess what? I could be uh, I could be hit by a bus tomorrow, and so could anybody else. Dave, what are your thoughts on all that? All right, on all that. The original, <laughs> the original, I'm, I want to make sure I got the original question. The original well, question was edge rusher and and depth, so right? And team, well, team needs. Where does that yeah. fall on outside your team linebacker? Needs. Yeah, that's a very curious question because well first of all technically the Steelers have four outside linebackers you, you don't want to forget uh, I'm, I'm gonna love trying to say this Omeke Egbule who is forget Omeke yeah that was that was a, a that was a futures contract um because you know they're always gonna they're always gonna have someone there but uh yeah just throwing that out there the only there, there's a 
multiple things that you can think of here. And I love the fact that we don't know what the Steelers are thinking. It's kind of, it's really fun. Uh, it, some people could drive them crazy, but to me, it's, it's fun to think about the possibilities. Okay. If you go edge rusher early, I, I don't like that because to me, what you want early in the draft is something that's going to give you an upgrade. And it's having a third edge rusher that you don't even know could get to the level of the two that you have. Is that an upgrade? Even though it's another necessary position, it's really difficult to, to that they don't have to be on the field as much. So that's one why, why I don't want it to be as high. But at the same time, the Steelers might say, hey, there's guys in this draft we'd like, and if they happen to be there at certain spots, we would like to do that. And if not, then they can you know fill in um, with some depth. But then there's one other thing. We're wondering, oh, are the, have, should the Steelers take defensive line off the board now that they've signed so many guys? Well, first of all, no. The guys they signed aren't guys that are going to um, be guaranteed locks for roster spots. That's one. But two, are they signing more defensive linemen because maybe they liked the Marvin Leal more on the edge than on the interior last year. Mm. Maybe he's your number three with what they're trying to do. Are they trying to change something philosophically that they want that they, they want to use him in certain situations in that role? It's interesting. Now, so you said you didn't want to take an edge early in the draft. I understand that. I mean, I'm going to know, but I'm going to ask you the same question. I asked yeah. Brian as a follow-up and that is if they were to, I'm not saying pick 17, but you talk about pick 32, pick 49, even in the third round, if they were to take a, an edge rusher, does that any way, in your opinion, impact how they view Alex Highsmith? Um, how they view Alex Highsmith? It really depends on who they would take. Because the honestly, the only reason I want I would be okay with them taking an edge rusher in the first two days is if it was a Chase Claypool. Like, what do you mean, Chase Claypool? What did the Bears do with Chase Claypool? They gave the Steelers an offer they couldn't refuse. If there's a player at edge rusher that's there that you're like, this player is too good to pass up in this situation, then take him. Then take yeah. him. That's what the NFL draft is for. If if they're if they're too good to turn down where you can get them, take them. So if it's that kind of situation, now if there's somebody that we feel like they're kind of reaching and taking one when they wouldn't have had to. Then we're like, maybe they are getting some insurance for Highsmith. I don't know. But um, I, some people are nervous that he hasn't been extended yet. I'm like, no, most of the time the Steelers wait till September to do this. The fact that they did it in June with Mika Fitzpatrick last year, was it June or July? It was very, it was either the end of June or the very beginning of July, one of the two, was really outside of the box. So the fact that it's not done in April means absolutely nothing. It's quite the curious case, if you know what I mean. Uh, we'll call it Omar <laughs> Khan, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, it seems like we get curious more and more and more. Yeah, yeah it just it never goes away. But still, I, I also want to talk about the fact, I, I don't know about you all, but I can only speak for myself. I did not think that the Steelers were going to make another signing before the draft. And that's when the Armin Watts deal his his agent comes out. He's not the agent's not waiting for the team to announce it. He's announcing Keanu Neal. He's announcing uh Fihoko. He's hey, these are my guys. They just signed a contract. We're putting it out there. And that's exactly what happened with Watts. And now I'm wondering, are they gonna make even more moves? Like is there a chance that in the next two weeks we are talking about new Steelers as well? Brian, 
what do you think the odds are? And you don't have to give me exact odds, but what's the likelihood that the Steelers make another move, at least one, before the actual draft round one in two weeks? Odds are actually pretty good. And you talked about curious cases. Last year, right the week of the draft, I believe it was on Monday, the curious case of Terrell Edmonds. And that happened right there. I mean, and everyone was like, whoa, he's back for a one-year deal. And then right after, they they even had DeMonte KZ in the hopper. But they didn't make that deal yet. They just wanted to make sure that, hey, what if that right safety falls to us and we don't have to make the deal with KZ. So there's so many things that could happen, but there are some guys that still could, that were in black and gold last year or the last couple of years that could still come back. I mean, for goodness sake, you could even see the return of Mason Rudolph. Or if somebody, if somebody just appears, you know, you saw a guy like Jameer Jones go and there could be a known guy that they like that the Steelers, have it, uh, one of the like the Tomlin guys from uh, the combine from five years ago that he had dinner with and always liked and didn't think he could get then, but for some reason he could get it now and they could get him cheap. Yeah, they make that signing. Now, are they signing Odell Beckham Jr. type players? No, nah, probably not because that's not their style and they already have a draft plan. But you can get some chess pieces two weeks before the draft and it's not a bad move. All right, Dave, Brian thinks it's likely that the Steelers make another move. Do you agree? It would not surprise me. I don't know that they're going to make um, a significant move, meaning one that's going to, you know, make a splash on their salary cap or something like that. But I could see them just adding more pieces that are more right around the, you know, the, the, the depth, I mean, my goodness, they could offer someone like, like Benny Snell, the other four year qualifying contract where they could get him to, you know, get it, get him at a lower weight rate and still pay him a little bit extra. Cause you can do two of those. And they did it with Zach Gentry and didn't use anywhere close to the amount of money uh, that they could. Cause you know, last year they blew it all on Terrell Edmonds. It's just, there's only so much money allotted for that, but you, you could add a, a, another player like a Snell or a Watt or a Boykin or something like that before the draft or after the draft. It, it's really one of those things. I, I think it's more likely to see someone like that coming back than maybe somebody else from the outside. And the only reason I think the Steelers would pull the trigger before the draft is if it seems like there's a chance that they could lose them to someone else and they want to go ahead and just make sure they have them. Um, but I also wouldn't be shocked if they did nothing until the, after the draft. And then we see some more of those things. Yeah, there, I, know, I agree hundred percent. I want to ask you all about a position and this could tie into what we just talked about with what the Steelers making news. And there's, there's a little discussion in the live chat right now about the position. And that is wide receiver. I find this to be <laughs> absolutely fascinating with the Steelers. Cause it really comes down to how you view the individual players that the Steelers currently have on their depth chart. For instance, uh, everyone would say that, the top of the depth chart is probably Deontay Johnson. Whether you like it or not, that's probably where he resides. And some people hate his guts. Some people realize last year might be an aberration based on the fact that the quarterback position was in flux. Uh, and, and you know, it, people say he drops the ball, he runs backwards. There's a million narratives surrounding Deontay Johnson. But he's there, and he got that new contract last year. George Pickens, still rough around the edges. Very young, got to do some work. And then you talk about someone like Anthony Miller. Injured last year, they bring him back on a one-year deal. 
Is he an upgrade over Steven Sims? You talk about Calvin Austin, the third Brian interviewed him this past off season. And you ask yourself, is he fully healthy? And then there's a lot of people that believe that, you know, I'm not even mentioning Gunner O, but he's still on the roster. But you, then you think about, wow, like they could still make a move. Dave brought up Miles Boykin. Could they draft a receiver? What's that going to look like? What does that say about Calvin Austin? Brian, as from a global perspective, what are your thoughts on the wide receiver situation for the Steelers as we sit here right now? No matter what they think of Calvin Austin the third, I, I kind of feel that they're going to go ahead and bring in a wide receiver in the draft because they know how to do that in the fourth round. They even know how to do that in the sixth round if they need to. You know, we have seen a lot of years where they brought in two. The, uh, you know, I was reading in Jim Wexel's book about the 2010 draft. And uh, by the way, if you haven't read on the clock, fantastic. And if you haven't checked out Jim Wexel on this network on Wednesdays, definitely do so. But, you know, I, I'm reading that book and I'm realizing that it was kind of a toss up between Emmanuel Sanders and at the time and Antonio Brown. But and then they decided that this guy's too good, even though we're good at receiver. He's still there at number six. We got to go ahead and take him because he's too good to leave out. And the rest is history. And then it becomes infamous history as well. But with you still, the Steelers still came out on the better end of that whole thing, better than some other teams. So all I'm saying is if they think he's good enough, they're going to go ahead and take him. And you could never have too much talent. And I actually, this goes back to the whole edge rusher conversation for me. You can't just, uh, the cupboard is kind of bare you at wide receiver because you know you've got a lot of unknowns anthony miller coming off an injury is an unknown calvin austin the third is a double unknown because he was a fourth round draft pick you you see speed guys like that you get excited that he could be great or he could be bad i mean he could not make the team because he's the unknown we've seen him pick guys at number four before, and it just didn't work out wide receiver. You know, that, those things happen. I remember in 2005, I can't even remember his name. Fred Gibson. I do know his name. Fourth round. That guy, Georgia. what was he? He's like six, four. He looked like yeah. the, he just looked like he could be a monster. He didn't, I don't even know if he made the, uh, I don't think he made the 53 at a camp. So th those are unknowns. So you, you have a chance to bring some more in, but you have to, because next thing you know, Gunner O might be your third receiver and you can't have that. There's a lot of, there's people on the live chat talking right now. Hey, let's go ahead and trade Deontay Johnson. That would be crazy because you don't have people behind them right now. I know Dave's going to agree with that. Dave, what do you think? Yeah. That, I mean, just like last year, people wanted to trade Johnson or Claypool before the draft. And it's like, there's no way the Steelers are going to be going into next season with only one player that had significant passes caught the year before and trying to have a new quarterback, which is what they're doing last year now. But you're like, well, well, they traded Claypool eventually. Yeah. Eventually when they realized how good George Pickens was, if George Pickens would have, you know, maybe what if it was George Pickens not and not Kevin Austin that would have been dealing with an injury and didn't play the first part of the season. Do you think the Steelers could have pulled the, pulled the trigger on that Claypool trade? I don't think anyone's even calling to ask about it because they know they wouldn't give him up. Um, so it kind of made that a luxury. So, okay, now I'm trying to remember where we were. All right, so back to wide receiver and 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 the rest of everything. And that was trading Deontay Johnson. So that's why I just I just don't see it happening. 
And trading George Pickens would be dumb. There's no reason to do that. So I don't know why you'd want to trade away anybody else. But one thing I said before about the Steelers going into next year when we were talking offensive line, I said it would be foolish for the Steelers to go into the season thinking that their offensive line will be as healthy this year as they were last year. You, you, you've you got to account for that, that you did a, a really good job. Well, the other thing that would be foolish is to go into this year thinking that either Calvin Austin III or Anthony Miller, who both were injured and missed the entire season last year, are going to be significant contributors. No, if they are, it's bonus. It really is. So, you, But you can't count on that because then you're going to be scraping the whole time. But I'll be honest with you, third wide receiver, if something goes wrong in camp or anything else and you're looking for a number three wide receiver, that's still something you could pick up when over a 1,000 players are going to be cut at the very end of August uh, ahead of week one of the season, that you could possibly find somebody there. So to me, if they add a specific receiver for first, like a lot of people want a specific slot wide receiver, I understand that. If you add that in the draft, sure, great. That's something that the Steelers continually do is draft wide receivers. But if they don't, it's not that they don't have any other options in order to go there. I forgot the goat, Cody White. My fault. My apologies. Yep. <laughs> I forgot the goat. That the dude goat. stays on the roster. I, 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 yep. Somehow, someway. What's up, Brian? Jeff, I thought he was a Michigan State Spartan, not a goat. <laughs> Greatest of all time. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Who was that? His dad's also from? in the front office. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> your dad's a coach. <laughs> no, no. He's just, <laughs> what, what's his title? Is he a... He's a scout. No, he's not a scout. He's he's, he's like something a, with personnel. Yeah, he's a director of personnel or something. Yeah, he's something. A, yeah, he's got yeah. a significant title. Yes, he does. You he know, was out, I mean, wasn't he out on the circuit um, scout doing uh, pro days and stuff? Maybe wasn't he know. seen at one or two? I think. Well, someone said I just found this out because I don't pay attention to this stuff. That Matt Canada hasn't been to a pro day yet. Uh, not oh that's been reported. Nope. Oh my gosh, what's going on? Anyone know? What's going on with that? Because they're Steelers? not drafting anybody. They're trading all of their picks. No, no, it's because they're going all defense. <laughs> well, that would be the hey, that would be the trend. They or go like one year the offensive other. line where you send your offensive line coach that's really knows more about that than what the coordinator would. If you trust your offensive line coach as a coordinator and that's what you're looking for, you have him do it instead. Has Terrell Austin been out on the pro day trail? I think so. Yes. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, all the all the little <laughs> Steelers yeah. Twitter people yep. are just oh, this is so juicy. Yeah, whatever. Okay, um, so yeah, hey Brian, anything to add before we take a quick break? Yeah, it, it just makes me want to ask Dave to go ahead and uh, for next week's Stat Geek, figure out over the years and maybe the past twenty years how many players that the Steelers selected that Mike Tomlin or or the general manager did not go to the pro day. Yeah, that's there. That's floating around <laughs> out there somewhere, but that's not that's not a researchable. How do I say it? It's not that it's not researchable, but that's a different type of statistic than what I like to do. And I get that, but I I think that's a myth that you. I mean, the fact that you can't pick a player if you don't go their pro. That you know what that means. Any any college that held their pro day during the league meetings. Off the table for the Steelers. Yeah. yeah. They can't have anyone in there. Can't be drafted. There you, go. there you go. All right. <laughs> we are going to take a quick break. If you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever, uh, we're not going anywhere. Stay tuned. If you're all listening on the audio side, give us a short break from our, hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back. Steelers preview. I do want to highlight a couple things that are kind of fans for sports network related. You know, we are the steel curtain network. We are no longer associated with SB nation or Vox media in any way. We are a part of fans for sports network and FFSN is so much more than just the steel curtain network. If you like a specific major league baseball team, NBA, NHL, college sports, we are slowly filling out all of our ranks, and it is an exciting process. We're getting geared up for a big launch before the NFL draft. And most importantly, our own KT Smith, Kevin Thatcher Smith, who does a show with Brian Davis on the audio side every Friday at noon, has debuted his second episode of his own podcast called The Call Sheet. Now, where how can you hear this? Because it's really good stuff. It is not necessarily Steeler-specific, he almost always brings up the Steelers at some point in the show, but it is really, really educational for someone like me that I am not an X's and O's guy. Go to Apple Podcasts, search FFSN space NFL. You'll find the feed. It's one of the first things there, and you'll see the call sheet. Uh, I can't pump this up enough because it's fantastic work. He's a fantastic coach. He's a fantastic football mind. He has an interview every single week. Uh, Brian, you're the one that produces the show, so I'll give you a chance to talk about that uh, before I throw it to date. It's a clinic. That's the best way to to describe the whole show. And, you know, Kevin is one of the most thoughtful people I've ever met in my life. Uh, well, actually, I've never had a chance to shake his hand or hug him yet because I haven't met him in person. But I've known him for three years because we spend every Thursday night or Friday morning together getting ready for our show. And I really love, I, I really love exactly what he does on this. The first half of the show is his first and 10 segment. And he's talking about the other teams. And then when he brings in the guest, there's a, these, he has a connection with these guests and it doesn't matter what level you coach on. And the call sheet is vernacular in coaching. And they're talking about, how you approach a quarterback on this week's show and what you're looking for in a quarterback. It goes from, uh, it doesn't matter what level you're at, you're still dealing with a quarterback in that situation. He talks about the whole Lamar Jackson conundrum. He talks about the top few, the top two teams in the draft and what quarterbacks they might go to. So it's actually, it's only a 30 minute show, but it, it feels like five because you're just invested right away. And next thing you know, it's over. And you're like, wow, that was 30 minutes. That was fantastic. 
Dave, have you had a chance to check out the call sheet yet? I have not. No. Um, I uh, I have about. <laughs> I'm catching up on some of my podcasts. Well, because over the over the weekend, normally I do it when I'm when I'm traveling to and from and waiting to, with getting my son to and from school. Didn't have school um, for a few days in there, so I got a little bit behind. But I'm catching up. It's the time of year that I can catch up because I like to listen to podcasts while I'm mowing grass underneath my noise canceling headphones. I have my own headphones, so uh, that's uh, I'll be doing that. I think I should be able to catch that one tomorrow. Yeah. Make sure you check it out. I just want to give a little, little shout out there to Kevin, who's a part of the Steel Curtain Network, and uh, he's done a great job. And so give it a listen. You won't regret it. All right. Um, let's uh, let, let's talk a little bit about another position. You know, we've talked about outside linebacker and the edge. We've talked about wide receiver. I want to get your all's thoughts on another position before we go into like trivia and stuff like that towards the end of the show. And that is tight end. It's another weird position some people love the Zach Gentry signing. Some people were like, Meh. Dave has already mentioned in this show that it didn't really do much for salary cap reasons. Like it didn't hurt the team that much. And then there's Connor Hayward had some flashes in his rookie season, but wasn't relied upon much. And then there's Pat Fryermuth, obviously, who's a very solid guy. He's dealing with some injuries and concussion issues, but still Dave, I'll throw it to you first this time around. What are your thoughts on overall the, the tight end room heading into the draft? Well, it's really more of a question about how much are they going to utilize multiple tight end sets this year? And if and are you wanting to use those multiple tight end sets in the passing game and not just as having a blocking tight end? If you're wanting to do more featuring of the tight end, then I say if you wanted to add someone in this year's draft, because there are some decent tight ends there that you could get without having to use too much of a premium pick, that then that just goes to show that that would be something the Steelers are, are wanting to do. But I, honestly, I am fine with the with the wide receiver – no, wide receiver, sorry. Tight end room holding true, staying pat. Literally staying pat um, because you're my hope is they're going to be better because you're going to get improvement from all the guys anyway, because they're younger guys, even with Zach Gentry, um, you know, coming back in for a one year, second year contract. I'm hoping that he's still on the rise um, and continuing to improve. Okay, Brian, what are your thoughts on the tight ends? Well, I'm going to scrap my final thoughts that I had planned. I'm going to bring it up right now because probably ad nauseum, you hear me, uh, you hear me adopt a phrase during each uh, part of the season. Something that I am really high on right now is the fact that the Steelers in this draft are not desperate. They're not desperate at any position like they have been recently in the past couple years. So this is a choose-your-own-adventure situation for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Omar Khan, Andy Weidel, anybody in that Bill Nunn war room. It's choose which way you want to steer this team. So it's, I mean, just like any... If they're, it's like they're playing Dungeons and Dragons with players. You know, they're just rolling the dice and deciding which way to go, what move to make. If they want to beef up their linebackers, they're going to. If they want to make that that wide receiver room stronger over something else, that's good. 
you know, there's a lot of people talking about, you know, getting a Kincaid or a mayor or even the kid from Georgia that everybody likes early enough to have that extra tight end. But you don't know what they want to do with Connor Hayward. The only thing you know they want to do with Connor Hayward is keep Connor Hayward on the team and use him to catch passes. So he could be an H-back. If they decide to do that, maybe they bring in another tight end. Maybe they're perfectly fine with what's with the formula they've gone with for years. Maybe they don't want to change that tight end formula. They they won a Super Bowl with Heath Miller, your primary passing tight end, who who is a very good blocker also, and a Matt Spath, who is a blocking specialist behind him, and anybody else to fill in that third position. I mean, you have seen, you know, guys like Ray, Kevin Rader on this team as the third tight end. Nobody's lining up to uh, bring in Kevin Rader, but he's been very valuable for that team in the third tight end. So if they want to keep that formula, that's perfectly fine and go somewhere else. But the fact that they're not desperate to bring in any of these positions, it's like Jeff said at the beginning, it's great that we don't know where they're going. It makes it more exciting. We have no clue because they don't have the uh, the shortages at starters that they have had in past years, and there's no desperation when they're picking. Dave, I want to ask you a question. As someone that coached the offensive line, played the offensive line, has dealt with blocking schemes and stuff like that, is Zach Gentry a good blocker? Like everyone says, oh, he's our blocking tight end just because he's a <laughs> giant human being. But is he actually, because I've heard contradictory statements from a lot of people that know a lot about football that say the dude struggles in that role. What are your thoughts on Zach Gentry as a blocker? All right. I think Zach Gentry is the best blocking tight end on the Steelers. But <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm saying, that, not saying uh, in other that. words, I'm not saying that he does a fantastic job. I'll be honest with you. When I'm watching the blocking, the last person I'm looking at is the tight end. That's I'm really focused on the offensive line. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's true. Um, so, uh, so I will say that I, I believe he's the best blocker of the Steelers, and but he doesn't stand out in a good way necessarily or a bad way i don't see him whiffing on blocks terribly connor hayward whiffed on some blocks pretty bad last year um i i I don't see that as much from gentry but they're also the guys that you're that that you're asking them to we would call i would call it a fold block but it's not really what they they call it in the nfl and now the name's escaping me where where he's basically you know, where, where he's acting as a lead blocker coming back inside to blocking up in the middle. Um, so, uh, and, and he could get his nose in there for that. Honestly, why, why are offensive linemen such big guys? Because the biggest asset you have is just being in the way. That's your job is to be in the way. So he does have that advantage, but I'm I'm not I'm not singing an endorsement that I think he's a great blocker, but at the same time he's the best that they have with Steelers. So here's my thought on this because this is actually a pretty good tight end class. Uh, not a lot of top end guys. I know the mayor from Notre Dame is considered a, a round one talent or the end of or the early round two, but there's a lot of good tight ends that can really block well and they also bring more upside as a receiver with 
with all of that known, I'm not locking Zach Gentry into a roster spot. If the Steelers decide, Hey, let's draft mm-hmm. one of these guys. And they turn out to be that actual blocking tight end. They want, and they actually have more upside as a receiver. So I, I'm, I was fine. I love the Gentry signing. I think he's good for the team. I think he's good for camaraderie, especially with Pat Fryermeet, their, their BFFs. But at the same time, I don't think his job is 100% safe. Brian, do you agree or disagree with that? Yeah, I, it isn't safe. It isn't 100% safe. It's it, He's not in a bad spot. It's once again, what direction do they want to go? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. So we, we, we think there are going to, there could be some moves still to be made. Uh, do you both have trivia tonight? I do Brian? not. I do. I do. Brian doesn't. Okay. Dave, oh, I, know get, Dave. Get, I can ask too. Well, All right, I didn't, we'll I did. I'll be honest with you. I didn't, I, I didn't have it. I didn't have two before the show started. Um, but there's an article that I'm working on. Um, you know, Hopefully I can get it done for, for tomorrow for behindthestillcurtain.com. That website still exists. Someone asked a question about that earlier. They're like, uh, that website still exists. Is it going to be changed over to Steel Curtain Network? Bottom line is, what's going on is our is our podcast and the website are two separate entities now um, because of, of everything, just so people know that, since it was asked earlier. All right, let's get to the question because my my article was about how the Steelers have a tendency to take some of the highest paid positions in the NFL, and those are the ones that they really like to continually have with players that they draft rather than go at it in free agency. For example, other than like Joe Haig had a couple starts last year filling in, when is the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers had a starting offensive tackle, meaning started half the games or more, that was someone that was drafted by a different team. And the reason I say drafted by a different team is because there's some of these players the Steelers didn't draft, but they developed them where they first made their appearances with the Steelers, like a Matt Filer or like an Alejandro Villanueva. When's the last time they had an offensive tackle that was a starter that wasn't drafted by the Steelers, that was drafted somewhere else? How many games did they have to start, Dave? Oh, just a significant amount. Like Joe Haig had two last year. I'm not going to count him as he wasn't the starter. Gosh, I've got some names going through my head that I know are not it, but like the first name came to my mind was Flozell Adams. I know it's not the answer, but I was like, well, Flozell. It's not bad, though. No. Jonathan Scott. Oh, my goodness, Jeff. You got them both right. It was a tie in 2010 when it was Jonathan Scott and Flozell Adams. Jefferson (laughs) Hardman, you are the winner. You don't get these things. That was a great job. But, yeah, you got to go back to 2010, the last time the Steelers had a starting offensive tackle that that was drafted somewhere else and then came to Pittsburgh. They like to keep the guys that they they draft because it's an expensive position. So if you're going to pay someone, you want to pay someone that you've already known have done stuff there. So that's why not only that's not just an endorsement for the two guys that are on the Steelers. Now that were drafted, that's also an endorsement for them to continue to build with offensive tackle through the draft. Something they have a draft in the first round since when Brian 2000, the first round. Yeah. First round. The last time they drafted an offensive tackle in the first round, my gosh, why am I 
struggling with this. Um, Jermaine you Stevens. About, yeah, you love talking about that guy. It was Jermaine, Jermaine Stevens. Stevens in yeah. 96. Yeah, so that's how long they've gone without drafting a tackle. So, but now another key position for the with the when it comes to big contracts in the NFL, of course, we all know about quarterback, but the Steelers had Ben Roethlisberger. That's that's the thing. The next one behind quarterback, you know, not even counting offensive tackle, is wide receiver. When's the last time I'm going to set the standard at 40 receptions, the meaning that to be a significant contributor in the receiving game? When's the last time the Steelers had a receiver with 40 receptions that was someone that was drafted by a different team? Can I jump in and try? Yeah. I'm going to go back to around 2010, 2011, uh, Jericho Cotri. You are correct, except with the year. The, when he had the most recent year that he had 46 receptions was actually 2013, but you're spot on. You know, it wasn't that he wasn't with the team then. It was yeah. that that was the one where he went over 40. Can I ask you a name and see if you have the receptions there, how many he yes. had? What about DHB, Darius Hayward Bay? How many did he He didn't have? come close. Um, I'm, I'm sure to think was He didn't come close to having that many. Um, believe it or not, it, if you drop it a little bit lower, it wouldn't be as far back because Ray Ray McLeod had 25. Ray if you Ray. if you look at someone like that, um, that he was someone there. But I don't even think DHB had that many. If you want to go 40 receptions and go before Jericho Cotri, any idea how far you got to go? If I give the year, do you think you could tell me? If you give me the year, I might be able to do it without. But go ahead, give me the year. Do you think you can do it without? I'll let you go without if you want to try. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh... – my guy he came from Tampa. Uh, Courtney Hawkins uh, never got never got to. Well, well, wait, Courtney Hawkins he did, but there was he did in two years. He did ninety eight, but there was actually somebody in two thousand that got exactly forty receptions. So Courtney Hawkins would have been the next one after that. Hmm. That's a good answer, and he did it multiple years. So he's the only one that did it multiple years. And but there was one in two thousand that had forty receptions. And he was a sixth round draft pick. Let me see. Who was it of? I think it was might have been the Seattle Seahawks. Yep, Seattle Seahawks. Sixth round pick in 1998. Ended up with the Steelers in 2000 and had 40 catches. Wow. I didn't know this. I just saw it on the list. I was like, whoa, I gotta look up this person because I didn't remember him. I do not. I do not know. Jeff, you have any idea? I'm laughing at the people saying I need to wear my shiesty hood again because I yes, guess you do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. No clue. Bobby Shaw. Oh, oh yeah. He got Bobby. 40 receptions exactly in 2000. I always thought he was undrafted. Hmm. No. Yeah. That's well, nice. well, yeah. Cause no, he didn't start with the Steelers. He started with, with Seattle where he was drafted, but, um, he didn't actually play for Seattle. So he's kind of almost not that almost doesn't count because even though he was drafted by Seattle, he never, he didn't appear in a game for him. Now there's another great one in the nineties that drafted in the fourth round by San Diego and ended up in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. One of my all time favorites. That would Yancey, be one Yancey Thigpen. I was at his first game. I was on the sidelines. Nice. Did he finish nice. with the Tennessee Titans? Yeah. That was, um, that was where he ended his career. Yeah, he was injured. He had a big contract there, didn't he? Yeah, a huge contract in '98, and in the Super Bowl, he was—I think he was active, but I—I I think he hardly played because he was hurt. Okay, maybe he—maybe he, he could have given them one more yard. Nah, 
That was a good game, though. Yes, it was. All right. Good stuff. Good show. Uh, Brian, do you have final thoughts? You kind of did that earlier. I don't know. if Yeah, you wanted... I, I kind of already have done my final thoughts, but, okay. uh, you know, just really embrace these next two weeks. It doesn't matter uh, what moves they make. You guys are going to be heaven in heaven, and it's going to be right here with all of us. You know, Steel Curtain Network's going to have everything for that draft, and we're going to be talking about it. And, you know, I've just decided, you know, we, I haven't even talked to the fellas about this, but we do have a Slack channel. Excuse me, we do have a Zoom channel just as a kind of a green room for the draft. So if you pledge $25,000 to <laughs> our show here, you can be there. You can be with us for $25,000 on the we Zoom should do, we, should, we should do a raffle for people that would actually we want to be. We need a contest. A contest. contest. No raffle. We want money. <laughs> uh, well, what, well, the question would be, would people actually want to be in that green room? Live chat, would you want to be in the green room with us and talk, just us uh, shooting the breeze and talking Andrew Wilbar off the ledge when they pick the wrong player? I don't well, know if actually, Andrew. I don't know if Andrew. Would come Andrew, back. he he would not come into the. He wouldn't do that because he wanted to be able to film his reaction to the Steelers drafting Malik, Malik Willis. Willis. <laughs> that was the reason he he was like I'm stepping up, and he didn't want us to spoil the pick before it was announced on TV, which is something Brian has a problem with too, because the report comes out and everything else. But no, he stepped away specifically for the, because he wanted actually people yeah. in the live chat that would want to be there. I don't know why people, you can take my spot. I'll just, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, Kenny, no, Kenny, no, Kenny. No. Oh, <laughs> I remember saying specifically, oh, okay, Kenny Pickett's got a phone. He's on a phone. Please not Kenny Pickett. Please not Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Oh, it's good. I have that audio somewhere. I, know, I did. Then a, then a <laughs> I put later. it on my Let's Ride podcast. I know. I know. I know. Then I a know month later, good. what? Kenny Pickett loves wedding crashers? He's yeah. my guy. <laughs> and Buffalo chicken quesadillas. So, yeah. Hello. New favorite player. <laughs> no, but Jeff did say after the fact that he's like, my reaction to Kenny Pickett wasn't as much as who I wanted as a fan as it was dealing uh, with being the editor of a website with yes. the Steelers drafting Kenny Pickett. He was just so polarizing. He still is yeah. to this day. Yeah. He's, he is still. And it's not his fault. It really is. It's not him. Not. It's about, oh, Pitt. You know, they only took him because he was Pitt, or they better take him because he was Pitt. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I completely feel you there. So, all right. Good stuff. Dave, final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts. Draft is coming up. Excited. I, I, now we got to talk about if we're going to if we're going to do some kind of raffle, like you guys said. Um, started started that off, started that <laughs> Next off. Next Thursday, you have to give us a one dollar. Uh, <laughs> you give us a one dollar super chat, and you will enter the raffle. We will give you a random number, and mm -hmm. then we'll draw that number at the end of the show, and then that winner will get to sit in the Zoom call with us. <laughs> I think Jeff just made. Did you just make that official? I think it's official. <laughs> oh, I, I think okay. I think $5 nah. is the opening. Oh, no, we can't be greedy. We yes, we can. The cost of gas yeah. is so high right now. No, Brian, if they want to get $5, they just get five chances. 
There you, there you go. Yeah. 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 It was like the draft lottery. Yeah. You know, you would have a higher you, chance. You of... give, what do we do with dingo dollars, man? What do we have to do <laughs> a conversion to do, rate? Double. Yeah. This yeah. Conversion I don't rate, know what yeah. the conversion is, but yeah. I mean, so, you know, Nathan Smith's coming in because he just wants a chance to talk Dave's ear off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, my, my final thoughts are this was fun. I'm good. Good. Very good. Good show. We'll be back next Thursday. It'll be a final Steelers preview before the actual event, the big round one NFL draft, which is exciting. So make sure you check us out and make sure you check out all of our content on the Steel Curtain Network as a part of Fans for Sports Network. Uh, we've got some great shows coming up. My Let's Ride podcast on Friday morning. Brian, we mentioned his Here We Go Steelers show with Kevin Smith. All those are audio only, so you can find us wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Steel Curtain. And we have the first thing to show up. So make sure you check us out there. In the meantime, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. We'll see you next week on another show. Everybody else gets a little tight. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.